You're on Grunkle's movie month. It's all about family, is it not? Family. I'm, I'm your gruncle, your great uncle, mustache, mind you. Mm-hmm. You know, you call me Grunkle so much, I I even often forget myself that the full title is Grunkle Mustache. It is it is my great uncle mustache, yeah. It's yeah. my my is a part of it too. <laughs> yeah, it definitely is. Because it's possessive, you know. And in a in a podcast sense, I am everybody's grunkle, but really everyone, everyone I've introduced you to, like that I have introduced you to, you know, as refers to you as grunkle, you know. Yeah, I'm I'm pigeonholed the moment I meet your friends. I am just I am the grunkle and I can't escape it. Well, imagine being squeakish, squeakish, squeakish. (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) no, I I I know you know the struggle. I know, I know. Yeah. I know what it's like to be fetishized into abstraction. <laughs> right. I that you had said that, right? What? I think Soyness said that first. Whoever said that's a genius because it's shout out to Soyness. It's if you said that first. I think it's a hundred percent pinpoint accurate. Is he even um, listening? Yeah, no, he, he is. Hey, what's up, Good. man? Hi, Soyness. I love you. Help me about your board game, you douchebag. <laughs> <laughs> um personalized messages you got to pay 20 bucks for those for shout outs on grunkle's movie yeah. month podcast 20 bucks a shout out yeah trevor gave us 20 bucks thanks man hey, for uh, your... thanks yep. for the donation yep but it's all about family here it's all about film vin diesel family film film family yeah a filmic family Bang. and uh the movies that we watched for this week um lots of lots of family family sort of all about family all about family what did we watch uncle tell them. we watched the wind that shakes the barley <laughs> last week we started off with a film i had been wanting to watch with high school and we're doing it again oh um, this was another one like, yeah i've been meaning to watch this movie for years and years and just yeah. haven't for some reason here we go we're up in the ken loach in our diet yeah seriously it's good it's good um we're loaching out then we watched to sleep with anger thank you charles burnett angrier angrier piggy sleep angry yeah, that, was, that was too pig like <laughs> yeah i don't know how one sleeps angry how do you sleep angry there you go i'm <laughs> still snorting that's no that was perfect that was really angry sleeping good Good. And then we uh, tapped it off with uh, with just uh, one of the cappiest caps you could ever cap of uh, three movies off with uh, mm. Yee Yee. One of, one of the cappiest caps you can cap your film career off. Yee Yee! With Edward Yang's magnum opus, Final Feature. Uh, I didn't... I, uh, I don't now you I know, that. bro. Yeah. Get to know him, ho. Whoa, damn. Bars. I got bars. I got bars for dars, bro. I got grunkle bars on sale now to buy with your grunkle piz. Yeah. To now to buy with grunkle piz. Yeah. Yeah. What have you been been up to since our last episode, grunkle, eh? Oh, just. (laughs) (laughs) Just uh, farting and charting and watching movies. Yeah. The Um, usual. Working. Going to school. Jerking. Yeah, working, jerking, sharting, farting, schooling, booling. Yeah, mm-hmm. I think that about covers it. What about I you? Same. Yeah, okay. Yeah. 
I've been replaying Metroid Dread. That game's awesome. What is it? Is it like Metroid, like Samus Metroid? Yeah, like Samus Metroid. Switch. The only Metroid game I played was a uh, Metroid Prime, which was like the first-person shooter one. Oh, they just remade that for the Switch. Or like I loved it. Yeah, I I once I once I uh, once I can afford it, I'm gonna check that out. Grunkles Gaming Cast coming out yeah. next week. The Grunkles Podcast Diverse is expanding. As yeah, it always is. Um, but let's start crackalacking and shake it down with The Wind That Shakes the Barley. Uh, 2006 feature film from British film legend Ken Loach. Um, starring, is it Cillian? Is that how you say his name? Killian. Cillian. Killian. Killian Murphy. Uh, mm. It's about uh, the Irish Revolution in the 1920s. Um the story starts off with um, Killian's character, Damien, preparing to go to London for a new job at a hospital as he is a doctor. But then uh, after a game of hurling, hurling turn, hurling durling, hurly durly, is, is it hurling? That's the sport, right? Yeah. Yeah. After a game of hurling, uh, some black and tans shake down he and his friends. And one of his friends uh, refuses to... Um, answer in English. He will only a, he's asked what his name is by these uh, confrontational officers, and he only will respond in Gaelic. And then he's then beaten to death in front of his mother. And, yeah, uh, five you were, minutes you in, were texting me while after you started this movie, and you were like, "I'm infuriated," or like you were like, "This is so frustrating." Yeah. And I watched it a couple days after that, and that opening scene, I was like, "Oh my." God. Yeah, the the onslaught of violence and hatred is hatred. immediate oh. and unrelenting. Yeah, yeah. There's there's palpable hatred from both yeah. sides against each other throughout the entire thing. With the Irish hatred being a lot more justified, especially within the context of this film. But um, after this murder, um, Damien is more or less radicalized, and he and his brother um, join a revolutionary core they form a revolutionary core they uh you know go through training um and they plan out attacks against their british oppressors um they are captured and doomed for for certain execution um damien's brother teddy uh is tortured but refuses to let up any information they pull off his fingernails oh. that scene is grotesque it's like um, you're and you really see it it they looks really so real it. yeah, yeah it, they it really looks so it. real yeah it's wild yeah not fun um not fun at all it's good it's great yeah it's great um but uh yeah afterwards they are let out of jail by uh black and tan who's actually an irishman um, as you know, some of the black and tans were, most of the others were like, uh, like British soldiers from World War One who were kind of like thrown aside after the war, who like yeah. didn't have like any actual status, you know. So they are angry, and so they beat up Irish people who are seen as you know second class citizens. Um, and yeah, and eventually throughout the film, their sieges and attacks and ambushes are increasingly successful which then lands them um, a moment of counsel with the British Parliament and monarchy um, in which Ireland is given a, uh, 
a false veil of independence. Um, and then we see the brothers take two different paths. Um, Damien still committed to the cause of revolution and complete economic freedom rebels against Teddy's uh, compromise as he joins this the Irish the leagues state. yeah the the Irish free state yeah the new kids on the block and um who uh, groups of people who were once um you know metaphorical brothers united by these two brothers are now um going head to head led by these two brothers and they resort to killing each other and the the film ends tragically when um when Damien won't give up any information about his fellow revolutionaries and uh teddy orders the execution against him and yeah this film is is a lot about what you're willing to compromise for freedom how you define freedom and is a lot about you know the history of um of ireland's quest for freedom where this is in in my eyes i really hope like i would really love to see um Ken Loach now make a movie about like the IRA or something, you know what yeah. I mean? Which is like, yeah, for sure. like a spiritual sequel. Like, I feel uh, like that would be really cool. Yeah. And he's a, uh, a lot of his films have this very um, uh, socialist charged angle to them. And I really love that he's um, making a film about a revolution. And a lot of it's about um, infighting and class mm -hmm. and isn't sort of just treating um we don't get like equal treatment within this um this group of people even before it branches off into continuing continuing to be a sort of um uh independent rebel groups and the irish free state um even before this there's like a lot of um group meetings that they have and a lot of it gets you know um into these like charged scenes of like um how is it that we yeah how is it that we define freedom and express for ourselves what we need and how is it that we go about to gain um yeah. that that freedom and um to what extent we are willing to compromise with these things um and I don't know. Yeah, Loach, uh, he doesn't necessarily um, paint one or the other as completely right or completely wrong, but it's certainly. Um, I think I think he well, yeah, offers the Damien, a very the sympathetic like, oh, oh, I thought you meant between the two brothers, not between no. um, Ireland and England. <laughs> no, yeah. Like, no, eh, between... I think he's I think he's kind of saying yeah these irish people they had a reason <laughs> no but but within the within the irish yeah, opposition yeah, right right and it's like um, agreed i think he does ultimately sort of um condemn the irish free state though for being you know pretty much just or a continuation of the of british rule and yeah, with of serving name. of serving the wealthy and like yeah well um, the, the fear being that if they continue to resist that that you know england would unleash the full force of its empire but then as some people you know within the group are like they're well they're saying like you know they, they england at this time was an empire you know they had many mm -hmm. other colonies oh yeah throughout the world um and so uh, how are they going to set an example to you know india or something um and 
Um, but then, but then they were some of the people who were still opposing were like, well, they, they're, they're not going to waste all the resources doing that. We're so small. We're so tiny. You know what I mean? So I don't know. It really, this film offers a lot of discourse. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. And, um, there's a, in, uh, my, my AP Euro teacher in high school had, uh, told us this quote, I think we were talking about the French revolution and, uh, I forget who the quote is attributed to, but it's um, there's nothing more conservative than a re revolution. And like this idea that um, when you're fighting a political revolution, you're fighting for something new to be entrenched and to mm -hmm. conserve that. And uh, I think uh, Loach does a good job of giving us sort of the blueprint of how that happens. And mm -hmm. I think he does ultimately sort of just both through point of sort of character point of view and um, uh, like how, how the film develops does sort of side with the more radical sort of Damien group, the Killian Murphy, the, those that don't agree to this British compromise. Yeah, yeah I would agree. Um, and it's uh, a lot of it thanks to just the natural beauty of Ireland, but the movie looks stunning. Oh yeah, for sure captured beautifully for sure the greens like the the color of the green in this movie the wind the barley beautiful. the shaking yeah. yeah it's all great it's all oh, great so, so pretty quite quite the meal this movie is um yeah this is another one of those movies where it's like um it's impeccable impeccably made but just goddamn is it tough to watch to a certain extent it's like really really the violence like is a lot there's a lot of violence a lot of violence yeah and uh, like um lots of it's and, and and he makes it a lot of the violence um is not violence that even when it's not the british who are the ones being violent he makes virtually all the violence impossible to root for even if yeah you know mm -hmm. you're politically aligned as a viewer with say the Damien character, like there's a scene where he shoots um, like a local governor or I forget his exact title. And this young boy who sort of work yeah. in this, who, like, uh, yeah, live in this a, hamlet that- A revolutionary as well, but he yeah. like ratted them out. So yeah. Yeah, he, he ratted, he, uh, uh, for, for um, gaining the, favor of the british rats out um this group well, i don't of rebels, think it was really for the favor of the british i think he was like a very a very simple boy who oh i'm talking about the, the governor the guy oh oh yeah yeah, yeah. The, oh sorry, sorry, um, sorry. who the boy sort of works on the land of in this yeah, like yeah, yeah. Am, irish hamlet or whatever um yeah the little boy is just sort of uh lost and confused and is goaded by the British into very manipulated by the British to give up um, the location of uh, the brothers and their group. And Damien makes the decision to kill the both of them. And even though we're up to this point and still after the, after this moment aligned with Damien, like he commits this yeah. awful and act it, and it, and it, it does like... eat him alive, but it's yeah. heinous. Like, yeah, he just I executes this child pretty much. That moment is really like what motivates his actions for the rest of the movie and yeah. his like unwillingness to waver 
towards yeah. like Britain's, you know, false steel. And then as soon as the Irish Free State replaces British rule, it's completely Irish killing Irish. It becomes civil war as opposed to a purely sort of revolution against a foreign power. Um, and it becomes purely Irishmen killing Irishmen. And then at that point, it just becomes even all the more ugly. Brutal. Yeah. yeah. And just like... Uh, yeah, he really none of none of the violence is ever really glorified. Even in a movie yeah. where, you know, it's like so many of these historical films when you're dealing with um sort of revolutionary violence, it's completely glorified. Yeah, it's uh, not like cool action shot. It's like yeah. you know, the shot is rolling, it goes, it goes, and somebody punches somebody in the face, somebody shoots somebody, yeah. you know what I mean? It's like it's very matter of the fact, matter of fact. And it's like every death is almost treated with the same weight except for that one death you just mentioned and probably Damien's death at the end. Yeah. Damien's death at the end is really tough too. The, uh, the guys that, the guy that plays Teddy, uh, Damien's brother, um, did a really good job in that scene. I yeah. Thought. Yep. Good performances all around. I yeah. All around. Um, definitely watch with subtitles. I did this not. Movie. I didn't have any you issues. You didn't? No. I didn't oh have any issues. Oh my god, bro. You are fucking... It's in my blood. Oh my god. It's in your blood, I guess. Jesus Christ. How? 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 I really didn't know. I, I Sometimes you, I'll... You swear you heard every line. Yeah, I'm pretty sure. Oh I'll I'll god. turn them on for he like... Hiding, you know, me, <laughs> hey, hey. Hey, watch your mouth. What, is, that, is that offensive? You might as well be calling me a damn Mick. <laughs> Oh my God! You're okay. Well, I can drop the um. <laughs> I can drop. You the, can. You can. Yeah, man. Okay. No, I don't know. I don't think Let's... anybody actually considers in 2023. I don't. I don't. Are they gonna cancel me for saying Mick? I don't think. Well, so. I don't know, but are you? I mean, I'm mostly Irish heritage wise, yeah. Mm. And I've been there a couple times. Mm. <laughs> you kiss the Blarney Stone. Yar. Yar. Your kiss the Blarney Stone. And <laughs> um, it was from that moment Damien pissed on the Blarney Stone. It was blessed forever. Hey, watch your fucking caricature now. Yeah, okay. Why don't you go sing in Gaelic, bro? <laughs> I wish I could. Um, yeah, why don't you go do a freaking river dance? Um, <laughs> much less um, sort of like the other Ken Loaches I've seen are so contemporaneous and like social realists and not that this isn't totally social realist but it feels like a very different mode for ken loach yeah this is uh i've seen all my loaches on this podcast so only oh, this wow. and Cass. oh gotcha yeah yeah the, the cast like cast daniel blake and uh decision not decision to leave um that's the korean film um sorry for leaving you no sorry oh, we God. missed you sorry we miss you um or, or uh, yeah, I'm, I'm sure I'll get around to it. I certainly enjoy his work. This might be my favorite so far. Mm. And um, it's um. Yeah, I think I would say I like this more than Kiss. Uh, yeah, I definitely. I was in fully engaged for this entire film, whereas in Kiss, it was like, "Goobity, goobity, you're losing me a bit here, Ken." Mm. Um, and maybe it's I don't know. Maybe it's the the Irish rebel in me. Yeah, you are an Irish rebel. <laughs> yeah. And Grunkle's seen a couple of uh, 
I've been uh, whacked by a couple of um, shillelaghs in my day. Mm. You know, mm-hmm. and I've done have... some shillelagh whacking yeah. myself. Some shillelagh lack a lacking. <laughs> yep, exactly. Thank you. Um, anything else about this movie? No, I I don't think so. I think it's you know it's violent. You know, and it's a lot about why that violence existed. Um, I think it's you know pretty pretty standard piece of uh, historical fiction. You could call it. Yeah, I mean, it it certainly doesn't. Um, as good as it is, it it doesn't like uh, necessarily like genre. Yeah, it doesn't like yeah. yeah yeah. It's it's yeah. yeah exactly it very much. But it doesn't necessarily need to. You know what I mean? Like, no, 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 no. Like you it, said, he's um, he's serving up the realism. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. I I mean, it's for what the for what it the film calls for, it delivers. Yeah, in a very yeah, really interesting... frustrating but enjoyable. Yeah. Uh, this uh, this desire for freedom and this this strong brotherhood and the the, the brotherhood of community too and the, right. when those things clash against each other it's yeah it's a explores a lot of interesting themes within its you know within all the violence within yeah. the the delivering of the you know these historical you know moments yeah and Great. like uh sort of similar to malcolm x last week doesn't um does more so than malcolm x i would say but still not to the point of being off-putting it doesn't necessarily fall into the the pitfalls of overly sentimental history or overly you know it reminded me a lot of uh army of shadows yeah because it's so it's too cold to um you know be overly saccharine yeah yeah you love that word saccharine it's a good one it makes me uh makes people respect me you know yeah people are like oh damn that guy's a fucking genius he just used the word saccharine yeah my god that's true that's that's what i thought when i heard av tear say it yeah sure thing in a lyric or some shit oh yeah for sure okay yeah you don't know you can't name it off the top of your head i'm gonna put my saccharine I got nothing. It's let's leave the sound of the heat for the sound of the rain. It's easy to sleep when it wets my brain. It covers my rest with a saccharine sheen, kissing the wind through my window screen. That's yeah. just off the top of the old noggin, you little animal collector. Oh, freak. yeah, of course. Of course. Grunkle's yeah. um, song, Grunkle's music podcast, also coming out. Mm-hmm. Yep, we got the gaming cast, music cast, gaming cast music cast, Film colonizer cast. cast. Yes, colonizer cast. <laughs> we talk about per- perspective colonizers. <laughs> yeah, great. All all grunkle pizzed up. Yeah, dude. Roiding out. <laughs> yeah, dude. Let's. Oh my god. Let's roid out. <laughs> yeah. Let's That's roid out and colonize this. some nerds. Yes. Oh no, that's awful. Grunkle Piz now. With There's the like nothing more evil than colonization. Okay. All right. Enough forget about goddamn getting roided up and, and colonizing some folk. Do you want to talk about the next movie? Anything else about um shaking some barley with the wind? No. All right. Uh the next one we watch is the 1990 film from 
Charles Burnett. Um, to sleep with anger. It is about um, this family in Southern California, I believe. Um, a father, his two sons, their families. And um, out of nowhere, uh, Danny Glover as Harry shows up and um he okay. is okay he's not that hairy <laughs> jesus christ <laughs> um you're right he's not that hairy uh he was great in this movie though maybe the best danny glover performance i've seen um he shows up um he is this figure from the uh father figures past he was from the south from the deep south from the sort of almost like folkloric mythical idea of the south this very like historical mode um of like the 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 roots uh coming up the trunk of the tree in a way almost um and he was um he was friends with the father what was the father's name uh Started with a B, I believe. Mm. Do you remember? Benoit Blanc. Nope. That's that damn character from those dumb knives movies. It's Gideon. Gideon. Uh, that does not start with a B, but that's okay. Explosive. Um, oh, I remember it. I was going to say. Um, the film starts with, I, I didn't go back to see, but I think it's Gideon dressed in um, White. a like period piece suit in this like portraiture mode with um presumably a portrait of his mother or another um like southern black matriarch behind him and this bowl of fruit and he's in this like very historic mode uh like still life imagery and um these flames start coming up and disappearing on his shoes and in the fruit bowl and then it transitions to um 1990 southern california and this character harry who sort of um personifies that um image from the beginning this like um this southern roots um character um sort of comes in and is a source of rift uh within this family and he sort of interacts with all of the different family members and the father figure Gideon starts becoming sick and the younger um son uh Babra uh which was that is that his name or is that just like baby brother baby brother yeah, yeah you don't okay. use subtitles ever do you I'm I just always oh. use subtitles does it say like time. baby brother in the subtitle yeah it says babe brother Oh, okay, because it sounds they're like saying Babe Ra. Um, and I thought it meant baby brother, but I was like, at one point, I was like, is that his name? Uh, something I just realized actually, uh, I hadn't thought about this while watching it, but both of the sons, um, don't really have first names, it's it's just Junior and, and Babe Ra. Um, Gideon and Samuel, yeah, yeah, he's Gideon Jr., right? Right, Gideon Jr. And so 
Gideon falls sick. Uh, there's um, after Harry shows up, there's a big rift between Babra and Junior, and Babra eventually, want, through Harry's influence, wants to abandon his wife and kid, gives his wife a black eye, um, and uh, wants to go back um, to wherever it is specifically that um, Harry is from. And he is this, like, very strange character with this very strange presence when he meets uh, Junior's wife, who is pregnant. Uh, she, you know, gets this, like, disturbed kicking in her stomach from the baby that's, like, this man is giving off some weird energy. And he he continuously creates this bigger and bigger divide in the family um, to the point that Babron Jr. are fighting physically and their mother with a knife and their mother has to intervene and she ends up getting hurt and the father is dying and it's like the, this everything is falling apart with this, this within this family until Harry um, slips, on, slips on a bunch of marbles that was it Junior or it was Babra's son right that, that um, yeah Baby Brother's son yeah Baby Brother's son uh, had left out and he slips on the marbles and has a heart attack and, and dies and only is it then that um, Gideon returns to health and uh, the family is sort of able to stitch itself back together and this damn kid next door that has been playing this trumpet so piss poorly the entire movie. It's this like motif of this kid practicing this atonal trumpet because he doesn't know how to play it. And at the end, during um, uh, like the they're going out for the funeral procession, and uh, right, and the kid is finally able to play the trumpet, and it transforms yeah. into the like, uh, um into the uh closing the, uh, the credit sequence song <laughs> i fucking loved the ending and really cemented it yeah uh, the ending yeah really brings it full circle yeah that ending was sublime and i had uh found out about charles burnett from a films of the 70s course that i took last semester when we were covering covering the like school of la rebellion and I watched uh, Killer of Sheep, and I was instantly like, wow, this is one of the greatest damn movies I've ever seen. I want to see all the stuff this guy's made. That's how we get to... What, what was the movie called again? The other one you saw? Uh, Killer of Sheep. Mm. Unbelievable. That. that movie's so good. And this uh, isn't as good as that movie, but I loved this. That's yeah, I, I enjoyed it. I thought it was, you know, very slow, a little meditative. You know, it was kind of like... Yeah, I think the log line for this movie is is simplistic but really captures the essence when harry comes to town he brings good times bad times and a lot of trouble you know and it's kind of like over the course of the movie it's he's like seen as this like great disturbance you know what i mean yeah. and it's like it's almost like your past coming back to haunt you in yeah for sure regard but then it's like when he dies is like his death like i don't know it's like very strange and out of nowhere it and it's like and his body is just left there because the yeah. paramedics are aren't willing to come because they they've like the timing and like they're they don't have enough people and so his body just becomes this presence in the house and yeah. they're not they just put a blanket over it 
um to as to not i don't know uh, it's 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 i don't know how much it's interesting it's like this um like um the the severe detachment that like modern suburban living is mm-hmm. um and this like tortured past that has become so disconnected comes back and this family starts i don't know tearing each other apart really and yeah this man at this the this man this father's like all of a sudden dying um and i'm 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 not a hundred percent on what exactly is being expressed there you know yeah i'm not i too am like very unclear on like what my takeaways from this film should be you know I mean? yeah I thought, I, I thought it was a an interesting if not subtle kind of meandering on a family drama um and this you know this kind of transition of community and like how um you know and like how the a future generation grows up differently from a past generation yeah and kind of like musing on that it was a kind it's of like Chekhovian how... and it's like multi-generational right and like ge- yeah generational trauma and like how much of that how much of like our past trauma we cut off in order to be comfortable mm. and it's like how much of that do we have to address yeah but it's almost like i don't know it's like is since like harry is this almost like ultimately malevolent force it's like your, well, your past though? can like, both i don't know I don't, like, yeah like, exactly is, yeah. is he or is that something that like everyone else is kind of like imposing experiencing a like, different right you know right, right. maybe he is like a little brash and you know and and he's outspoken in his beliefs but like but I, I think it's more because he like represents something that they were trying to escape from the south that right that by moving to california right 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 has kind of you know like lived his life you know kind of drifting about going from from place to place it seems like yeah like we almost get the vibe that like yeah he like kind of shows up on someone's couch and chills out there for a while and then it brings his buddies along and then they go to right a there's place. this like there's this whole group of old friends that seemingly all know each other and that um gideon knows uh that sort of feel like keep joining him at these like parties where they're drinking old corn liquor and like it's like the this whole this whole yeah like essence of the past is creeping in yeah and in a yeah in a lot of ways it is not necessarily harry himself being malevolent but like as you say uh people perceiving it that way almost it's like i don't want to deal with i don't want to deal with the past and that's what i don't know sort of tears them apart yeah for sure yeah it's a really really interesting film very yeah i feel like there's also like a lot of symbolism going on that's kind of like hidden in there but yeah but i feel like by the end of it though they they all seem closer together you know than they were at the right yeah yeah for sure and the kid's finally able to play that trumpet yeah right that's the that's the real kicker yeah and it's um right and it's like killer of sheep is much more um 
is is much earlier in his career and much more overtly symbolic mm-hmm. and sort of um even more meditative and less concrete and mm-hmm. so it feels like this is almost like um him i don't know there's like so many subtleties that i feel like i didn't pick up on this first watch that are like really important yeah i would agree and i don't know how much of that is actually true yeah but um i'm very curious to do more reading and to rewatch it because like with how with what i know about him and like his earlier films they're like very like spooky and abstract mm-hmm. and atmospheric and i'm i'm wondering i don't know how much of that is present in here uh but he's like sort of honed it in a more subtle sort of i don't know like i'd like i'd like to get a, a firmer grip on the commentary i guess yeah if there yeah. is commentary to be gripped which i feel like there is gotta be Nobody just makes a movie for no reason. Right, right. <laughs> but yeah, I think I think it is very subtle and very layered. Very finessed into into the craft of this film. And it's um yeah. Good movie. Yeah, I I I'm, I'm, I uh, I want to watch it right now as we're talking about it. All right. Well, talk to you later then. We won't yeah, no, need to no, talk no, about no. Yee. Oh my God, Yee! What is there even to goddamn say that you know hasn't been? But I'm sure well, you want to. Can... You want to get into it? Of course. Let's wanna... get into it. Yeah, introduce the damn thing. All right. <laughs> That's Yee, Yee Yee, um, which is a translation from it's uh, one one or one and two. Or a one and a two and a um, right. That's that's the the subtitle in the beginning, right? Yeah. Is a one and a two. Yeah, um, kind of referring to how parts are greater, or we are we are greater than the sum of our parts is kind of how I interpret the the title. But then also kind of like this that life goes on one step after the next step. Right. We go beat by beat. Um, but this film. Um, is centered around a family living in Taipei, Taiwan, as they are going through life, uh, going through the trials and tribulations of everyday life. What um, year are we talking about? Year the year two thousand. Y two K, baby. Let's get Edward it. Yang. Edward Yang. We're yanging it up. His last film. Um, one of two Edward Yang films on this current smatter. Oh right, brighter summer day. Right. Yep. We're tackling that beast a little later. Um, but tonight we're talking about Yi, which this movie, spoiler alert, it's cracked my top five officially. Officially cracks the top five. What are the other things in there? The other things, it, well, Yi is replacing Synecdoche, New York. That can uh-huh. be top ten. All right, not top five. His top five is Yi, Do the Right Thing, My Dinner with Andre, Safe, and Mishima: Life in Four Chapters. Nice. Yeah, it's a good top five. I think so. Well, you know, of course I would. Um, Get it the fuck out of here. I don't want to ever see any of those movies ever again. Well, they're great movies. And you watch this movie for the second time. I don't know what you're talking about. Oh, we both watched this movie for a second time. It's a joint yeah, wait, pick. Wait, was this, was this a grunkle? Was this a This was a podcast? joint pick. This was, yeah, well, I watched this. Or did this we just watch was, it and talk about it? 
Well, actually, here's what it was, is that I watched it, and then I was, like, begging you to watch it. <laughs> right. And then you did watch it, and then we um, talked about it after you watched it when we were doing, like, a, a, a practice session, just making sure our equipment worked. Oh, wow. Yeah. That's I'm right. Sure the, the bootleg. We tape. never recorded. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The bootleg. Yeah. yeah, yeah. But I'm sure we have much better insights this time around. But anyhow, um, we are focused on a singular family, four members or five members. Um, the father, NJ, the mother. Oh, man, I forgot her name. She's not really in a ton of the movie. Um. We have the father, NJ, the mother, whose name I'm clearly forgetting at the moment, um, the daughter, uh, Ting Ting, and the little boy, Yang Yang, as well as, oh, no, wait, I think her name was Min Min, was the mother, or maybe that was the grandmother. No, 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 yep, odd, no, 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 see, now I'm mixing them all up. So lots of names, lots of people in the family, but the core members of the family, the mother, the father, the son, the daughter, and the grandmother. Chi Chi. Um, yep, Chi Chi, oh my gosh. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> um, the film begins um, with the brother of the mother is getting married and her. Um, oh my gosh, sorry. The film begins with the brother of the mother of the family getting married. Um, his ex-girlfriend shows up and causes a bit of a kerfuffle before Yun -yun? the ceremony. Um, I Yun -yun? don't know. I think I, I should have written more of the names down. I That's think. okay. It's okay. You're you're on the Wikipedia. No, I just in, I'm remembering. Names. Oh, you're remembering. Oh, did yeah. you watch Yun -yun, this recently? I, think I watched it today. Oh, there you go. There you go. So you're fresher in the mind on the the character names than I am, but. Uh, she arrives and causes quite the stink at the ceremony, begging um, the son to take her back, apologizing to the grandmother for not being a, a better woman, I suppose. Um, and eventually the grandma wants to go back to the apartment. Um, the daughter, Ting Ting, uh, takes her. And when she gets home, her dad asks her to take out the trash, which she does. But then she leaves a bag of trash on the balcony. I did notice that on the second watch. She leaves the trash on the balcony, which is important later because after the wedding, they come home and find out that the grandmother was um, hit by a car or had a stroke or something, but she was lying on the ground and then she um, was hospitalized and she's more or less in a coma, I believe. Um, and she then uh, is put on bed rest and the doctors say that you should talk to her as often as you can. Um, and so the other four members of the family go about their lives talking in with uh, with the grandma every once in a while, uh, except for the son who refuses to. He's too weirded out by it. Um, the daughter is feeling guilt over her grandmother's situation because she believes she's partially responsible because of the garbage. But she isn't sure. She like can't quite distinguish if that reality is the true reality. Um, her plot line mostly involves, you know, her her voyeurism of the love between a neighbor and uh, who's a friend of hers and her boyfriend. Um, and they go through, you know, their ups and downs when they're broken up for a moment, she goes on a date with said boyfriend. Um, the father who is having um, 
you know, question, a bit of a midlife crisis at his job uh, isn't quite lining up with his his value systems. Uh, he has this um, this relationship with a prospective client named Mr. Ota, I believe, um, and who's a Japanese uh, businessman making video I love games. that character so much. Yeah. What a great character. And the he's actor fantastic. is so yeah, good. Yeah. He's like, great. He's small great. role, but like such a... Well, I don't know. It's pretty, it's pretty decent yeah, size guess, role. He's second I mean, Well, important scenes. Box. Important scenes. Yeah. Oh, really? Second billing? That's second good. billing. He's in He's in Silence as well. I got to rewatch that movie. Oh, well, yeah. Oh, you gave Silence one and a half stars? What the heck, Gronk? Whoopsies. Whoopsie. But anyway, um, MJ uh, dealing with... Mr. Ota, as well as uh, a former lover of his, he runs into out of pure happenstance. Um, Yang Yang, the son, his uh, plotline revolves around his discovery of the photographic camera and uh, his camera apparatus. Camera apparatus, yes, and his general nuisancery at school as he's picked on by the bigger girls as he's a, a tiny little fellow. Um, and he is running around taking pictures of the back of people's heads and drowning himself. What they can't see, yeah, and drowning himself for attention, and uh, you know, just uh, lots to do with water getting, in this character, yeah, like the water balloon and the pool oh, yeah. and the sink and the mm. the bathtub. Yeah, yeah, he's a he's a watery boy. Uh, and finally, the mother. <laughs> um, why did that get you so much? He's a watery boy. Yeah. <laughs> Um, and finally, there's the mother who has, you know, a bit of a spiritual crisis with her mother. Oh my god, all the scenes with her uh, devastate me, devastating. Yeah, yeah, who's she's like kind of tired of you know living the domestic cyclical life, and yeah, then now with the pressure of her mother being sick, she kind of you know is at a breaking point, so she goes off to a temple and is, yeah, mostly peripherally in the film. Um, yeah, this is a lot of description over you know almost banal and mundane sequences but well, you forgot way... my favorite thing oh what you know what it is oh is it the the brother and his no, wife no 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 is no it... my favorite thing about the movie it bumps it up to the five stars oh 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 right because there's this john or there's this uh bob dylan poster that's in their hallway and you see it like maybe 20 or 30 times over <laughs> yeah. the course of the movie i'm just like every time somebody's walking through their hallway you see a bob yeah. dylan poster but okay this is to say the movie is largely about these you know simple moments in life yeah. but the way they're selected crafted framed contrasted is sublime it yeah. is it is brilliance it is a master at work and I feel like the director puts so much of himself into each and every one of these characters. Well, yeah, it feels like uh, you said the the whole being bigger than the sum of its parts. And it, it yeah. feels like a composite of a life. Yes, like, absolutely. You know, it's like a life through three generations of different people and like creating one, creating a life. And like, you know, you get birth, you get death, you get... All the, yeah, all the watery divorce. boys in between. Yeah, watery boys in between, yeah. Yeah, and the movie, the movie climaxes, um, as we all do in life. We all climax. Um, the movie it reaches its climax when um, the daughter, Ting Ting, um, comes home one day and her grandmother is awake. 
and she confesses all her worries to her grandmother and what a relief it is that her grandmother's awakes because now she can sleep and her grandmother gives her a small piece of origami that she folded and then ting ting goes to sleep and wakes up to find her grandmother has died mm -hmm. and she has the origami still but everyone else in the family is moving about doing the uh, funeral processes and uh, the film ends with um, the funeral of the grandmother and uh, Yang Yang comes up to the casket and is finally able to speak to his grandmother and and what he do the the eulogy he delivers or I guess you could call it that um, is just is yeah. so touching and it oh. really just summarizes everything the movie is about like right at the end yeah just caps it off in the best way it could be capped off and yeah i i don't know it's like the the movie just so much captures about like the the beauty of life the magic of of simple things like how the world we think we can understand it but at every moment our our understanding is slipping away Right, and we can only see half the picture. Yeah, because we, can we can't be see behind us. Yeah, exactly. Which is we like this. Us. This kid becomes so preoccupied with this idea that he can't see what's behind himself that he takes pictures of the back of people's heads, and he take tries to take pictures so that his mother can see the mosquitoes in the hallway. And this idea of like um, documenting things that you cannot see and living through that. And I yeah. think this movie is a lot about movies. It's a lot about cinema. Oh, for sure. And like, there's sure. some really. About, it, well, I think it's a lot. Like, like I said, I think the director put a lot of himself. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Into it, and like you know, as a filmmaker, I think that was definitely something. Yeah, he wanted to explore, and it's yeah. um, yeah, and it's amazing that you can make a movie like this so fucking compelling. But it really, yeah. like, your eyes are glued to the screen. For oh, it's hours stunning. Yeah. yeah, and he fills every frame with just like the most perfectly choreographed and like it's most of it's shot in like medium and uh medium long shots like as if we're there with these people in a way um lots of like beautiful lots and lots of use of like uh reflections off of glass panes and seeing through them and seeing the reflection um which i think is sort of part of that uh kid taking the pictures of back of people's heads and like split images and there's a there's a line of dialogue that i think about all the time since i first saw this movie and it's like uh we live uh three times as long because of movies and like all the um heightened all the the things that sort of like not just movies, but art um, is able to like essentialize. And mm -hmm. um, it's like, yeah, you're watching this three hour movie of these like people's lives. And like, you do feel like you've lived a more fulfilled experience than you do feel like you've been able to like uh, by proxy experience these things, even though it's all on the screen. Totally. Uh, yeah. Could not, could not agree with you more The it's just a great it's it like it's like you said what is there to even say to yeah yeah yeah, yeah. Movie, you know and it's yeah it's uh i feel like everybody that sees this movie that's willing to give itself over to it is yeah well i think the thing is is that 
he is in good company because if you're going to sit down and watch a three-hour movie in a different language you got to care about movies you know what i mean right. if you care about movies <laughs> yeah it's in you good will company love this movie <laughs> you'll love this movie yeah you know? yeah <laughs> that's funny yeah it's like the the prerequisite <laughs> defines the fact that you will yeah the the prerequisite <laughs> makes it so its audience is there you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah um and it really is like so much there's like yeah and again the some uh the whole being greater than the side it's like um so much grandeur from so many small little moments that yeah. are so inconsequential but things like, that would be like insignificant in yeah. any other movie are like yeah. highlighted like the yeah. way that characters are walking down the hallway and like right. i don't know like and, and, it, and it isn't like it isn't like a jean dealman level of realism where it's just like naturalism literally where it's right. just or like, like hyper realizing it to you there yeah. yeah it's just it's but it's crafted so immaculately that it, that it almost like is is highlighting things that you would never see in the shot otherwise i don't know it's no i agree and like by, by next the end level of it, genius by the end of it like you're seeing like you're looking all the much more into every frame by the end of it than you are from the beginning and then you watch it again and you're doing that from the beginning and it's like um it is it was a lot of fun re-watching this film because the first time i watched it i sort of you you don't you don't know that all these things are adding up to this immaculate whole yeah um yeah and when you this, watch it the second time, it's like, wow, every single little detail of this movie yeah. is at like building on top of itself. And it's so there's um in that same conversation when they're talking about uh being able to live um three times Bryce longer because long. of movies, it's like um they're they had just come out of a movie and this guy is like um she's like he's like oh what do you like like genre films like horror comedy kind of stuff and she's like yeah you know i just want it to be more um why did it have to be so sad and he's like you know because life is full of the happy and the sad and like what is what are movies but a reflection of all of this and it's like all right edward yang i see what you're doing and it's working for me buddy yeah yeah like that's like the one moment where he decides to be like really on the nose oh yeah so which i think like helps too because it's great very meandering for a time what what i think is kind of fucked up is that like the best movie of this century came out in the year 2000 you know like (laughs) the first year in it was just like wrap it up like cinema's over you know have you not seen the live action marmaduke movie no, I haven't seen Marmaduke. I haven't well, seen. Well, then you can't. I haven't seen Timothy Chalamet's Wonka by the Paddington Two director, so I'm sure that's going to be the best movie of all time. I haven't seen the new Puss in Boots either. So, so what do you what do you even know about movies in this century? Then I know that I love Yee 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 Yee. Say oh, what? what I, even, do I don't have an answer for my dinner with Andre. Top five. This century's greatest scroted, movie. Yoded, baby. Yee Yee cracks your top 10? No. Top 25? Probably not. Oh my god. Well, it's immaculate. Like it's near perfect, but probably wow. not. You've just seen too many movies. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. 
Well, it's just like I've seen too many movies that are like so. No, I get it. You would rather watch a plant alley. grow. You would rather watch a plant grow, or or a fucking yes. or a robot crawl inside of a living human being. Yes. Yeah, I know. That's a shame to me. Yeah, it's funny. We were we were talking recently, and Elliot pretty much was like, "You don't like realism unless it's like realism to the point that it's fucking unbelievably like." boring to the you know not like that, <laughs> that's but, not what i said <laughs> no, no 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 um but yeah he's a damn masterpiece but yeah probably doesn't crack my top 20 it's just like um i have my little obsessions and i've seen too many movies that are like within my obsessions that like as much as he is an incredible film it probably doesn't tell my favorite yeah. right right like like i was saying in that conversation that that you like realism when it's like done well, you know what I mean? Right, like you're right. not going to like a piece of realism for the genre as sure, much as I would, right. you know, necessarily because realism is. I'm trying to watch my Marmaduke. My, my theater background. All right, you go watch Marmaduke. I'll go take a shower and we'll talk to you listeners next week. But what first we, we should tell you what movies we're watching. Yeah, that's, that's a good point, Grunkle. We're going to be watching Thank 17, you. count them, 17 movies for next week's podcast. What? No, I'm just joking. We're watching three movies. What's um, even the joke there? I lied. Lying is funny. <laughs> You're right. There we go. Thank you. Thank you. Um, also, first time ever on Grunkle's Movie Month, we're having a guest. Oh, right. A guest caster, my a good buddy of mine. AC will be joining us um, as we tackle three movies. As always, we'll be watching Terry Gillum's 12 Monkeys, um, Grunkle's First Time, which will be uh, a good one. I feel like this one, honestly, bro, like, you got to do acid. It's going to be a shame it. to talk about it. You don't need to do acid. For bro, it. you need to do fucking mescaline for it. Yeah, you probably need to do mescaline. For okay, fine. Um, Next, a movie you definitely need to do acid for, uh, a Boss Kiristami's certified copy. Oh, get um, out of here with that. A, oh. uh, a movie See, month. that might crack my top 25. I think this is a movie that, oh my gosh. I think it might crack my top 25 too. We'll see, we'll see. Um, this is a movie that was on a pre-podcast movie month. Um, and Grunkle and I were pretty much like we have to rewatch this movie eventually and so yeah. first first grunkle movie month repeat offender certified copy uh and finally the spanish film of uh, the spirit of the beehive from victor buzz, buzz. Arise in 1973 so 12 monkeys certified copy spirit of the beehive see you guys next time grunkle bars grunkle piz grunkle music cast grunkle grunkle gaming cast buy them all Oh, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Go beatbox us out. What's happening? It's like cutting out. Ah, this is whack. I can't end with this. Oh, I can hear it a little bit. Your like microphone is cutting out the uh, the beatboxing sounds. So maybe I'll do oh, it. Oh no! Well, I was also standing up in the camera as well. All right. Goodbye. Um. Oh wait. I want to talk with you. No, I'm saying goodbye to the listeners. I'm still recording. Oh.